1: It's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV
2: brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. From now on, I'm calling you
0: Mr. Football. All right, thank you. All you do is tell me exactly what's going to happen, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. You're Mr. Football.
2: Yeah, well, you brought it up uh, when, when we were talking earlier. It took about what was it the second play of the game when Barrett was yep. bearing down on uh, on uh, Mahomes, and uh, oh man, it was a jailbreak. And this middle linebacker, this linebacker, Devin White, Ooh. is a monster. He should have been the MVP, not yep. Brady. Somebody from that defense should have been the MVP. Yeah. And it's hard to differentiate between Pierre and Barrett, so I would have given it to Devin White. Because in the second half, he made every play. He was un- he's, uh, he's, he's he's great. He missed a bunch of games this year when they were losing. Right? Yeah, I think and he, he was did. hurt for a while,
0: yeah. But these guys have been weeks breaking down film you watch part of the Packer-Buccaneers game. Yes. And immediately identify the weakness in that uh, Kansas City's going to have.
2: Well, that's, uh, you know, the the real bad news is Remmers was only playing right tackle because Schwartz was hurt. Because they had neither yes. of their... And then, yes. uh, you know, when Eric Fisher got dragged off the field early in that game, right? Wasn't it fairly yeah. early? That I was saying... Deep, big deal. This isn't good. Yep. This isn't because he's... He's their back to Atari, you know. He's a he's a star. He's a, what fourth overall pick or some damn thing like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was really it was an old time Dallas Buffalo ass kicking. You know, it was a game where you school, thought so, it might right. be might be competitive and just a blowout. Uh, to uh, point out that I have had my difficulties picking Super Bowl winners, I was in. Buff, I was in Vegas with the Bob Yates experience, including Kenny Soulman Olson. Very bad behavior by a lot of people. And Yates' whole crew was, you know, it was like I'm shocked by it. was this. about 40 people, you know. And Yates, we were playing golf. We were going to play golf at Sahara, at the uh, Sahara course at. Uh, Like on Friday when we got in on Friday, stayed at the Union Plaza, one of the big, you know, one of the dumps. It's on the Strip, but it's a dump. I think it's on a. It's not downtown. It's on the Strip, I think. But it's no, it might be downtown. It's awful, old Vegas. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's old. It's dump. But uh, we get to the we get to the hotel. The you know the tour bus drops us off at the hotel. We're gonna go play golf before that is. Yates heads down to the sports book for the early NBA and early college games, and uh he had to bet like six thousand dollars and I said, Yeah, I'm not prepared to do that this weekend, you know, to uh to bet on everything that moves. Yeah. But uh <laughs> and that was Buffalo, Dallas, and I was picking Buffalo. And they got, remember they got out, out like 14-0 mm-hmm. in the first quarter, then mm-hmm. gave up 50. Mm-hmm. Then Isn't that the Leon? I think that was a Leonard yep. Lett yep. game, yep. right? The Leonard Lett game. And what was that score? They got to 50. I think they scored to 50. I don't,
0: I don't remember, but, yeah, I think you're right. But, I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that th- that was the game where yeah, I, Leon was, Lett started celebrating his
2: touchdown prematurely. Yes. I uh, watched a good share of that game at Leroy's Sportsbook. And Leroy's. Is uh, off off the beaten path and kind of a famous dive a dive sports book, Leroy's. Uh-huh. And uh, as I said in there, the number of patrons and teeth were the same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, these are some guys who'd spent their life in Vegas getting shuffling around. You know, fifty two seventeen, fifty two seventeen. Did what's the score by period? Didn't Buffalo score early? Uh, it, hold on a second here.
0: It looks like it, it was 14-7 Dallas after a quarter.
2: Okay, so maybe we just scored the first touchdown, and I yeah. was very excited. Something like that, and yeah, I dive sports books though are are my favorite. Oh wow, this is great. The nice I mean,
0: ones aren't nearly as much fun. Oh no,
2: and and I, you know I was buying a couple of guys who looked terrible beers, and they were like two bucks, you know, and not in everywhere else in Vegas is a lot more expensive. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was not uh, that was that wasn't a good one. That one, I, I don't know how much. I probably bet two hundred or something. I'm a, never, never a big better out so, there. I remember
0: one Yanks year I, betting in NBA and college basketball must have been one fun. year,
2: One spring I was out there though. What was I doing out there? What my brother and my my son. We, you know, we went out and I got a room for us and and the Lynx were playing, so it had to be May. Maybe they were just starting, and and they were very good. But they covered, like, two, three games in a row. And I was betting on them. I said, I'm just going to quit my job and come out here and bet the links. That's <laughs> that's how I'm going to make my living. I'm the hell with work. I'm going to bet the links. And, uh, you know, if I'd been doing that in recent years, I probably would have been done You would have okay. done just fine, yeah, yeah. There were a few down periods, but, yeah, I would have done fine. So, anyway. Say, so, uh, we got to talk about uh, my uh, friend Pedro Gomez. Yeah. Uh, One of my heroes, even though I'm 17 years older than him and Pedro out of nowhere died, 58, much, much better known for his ESPN work, Mm -hmm. but a very good columnist at the Arizona Republic. Great, great advantage for him was in baseball. He spoke Spanish better than the Spanish players did, you know, and he'd go over and BS with them and. You can sit there and BS with these guys in Spanish. You can get some information, mm-hmm. but night two thousand one World Series, Arizona, first time around, right? They're, and they're just like us when with the new generation in eighty seven. The whole, even though they didn't not none of them had been to a game, right. all of a sudden they were they, they were insane. Mm-hmm. And now this series goes, you know, the they blow the games in New York, but they come back down 3-2. And then they blew them out on on a, on Saturday, right, Game? I think that's right, yeah. Whenever it was, might have been on Tuesday. I don't know when the series was finishing then. Pedro's column the morning of Game 7 when Schilling is going to pitch is what a jackass Schilling was and how everybody in the clubhouse hated him. Really? And, and could you imagine? You would have been here if you'd oh, if you'd written Morris is a goofy, you know, surly sob, and right. nobody can stand him. You know, before Game Seven, right? And Pedro, and I remember he coming in the in the press box and I'm going I'm doing the Sammy Cassell dance, you know, almost <laughs> I wouldn't have ever had the guts to write that. And uh he took the hits and but he said he was a, you know he was he had players and probably the Spanish speakers coming up and saying what a jerk he was. Really? I mean yeah unattributed quotes but he had wow. quotes on it. And it was unbelievable. And I mentioned that on Twitter when he died and some guy who's a journalism professor or something down in that area sent a thing back and he said gutsiest column I've ever read in my life and I was because I can't I couldn't remember it was in the middle or well, we were in I should have known because we were in Phoenix for games one two six and seven right uh but uh it was unbelievable <laughs> and I remember that for the through the years I'd run into him and say man that column I, that was something he said. You know he shrug he was he was really a you know in in, in most things very he wasn't a uh, uh guy that did a lot of ripping or anything yeah so no. this this was that's what made it even better because it was Pedro uh-huh. you know it wasn't me <laughs> you know <laughs> right figuring out a way to rip somebody he was doing it because he felt it needed to be done that before everybody made him a hero they should know that this guy's a jerk that
0: still takes a oh, lot God. of intestinal fortitude. In
2: that, and you need some editors who, yeah. You know, look can at you th- imagine being in the St. Paul or Minneapolis paper in '87 and saying, what, "What are you writing before Game Seven? I think I'm going to rip them." Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you know the, the, I wasn't in Minneapolis then, but they were making posters out of all the covers. And opening. today,
0: and today, with oh, with well, the way the no business chance. operates, no chance,
2: no chance. But out of nowhere, I mean, good, good shape. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. Family Guy. I saw that
0: on Twitter on Sunday night. I was absolutely astounded. Very
2: low key whenever you met him, but mm-hmm. really outgoing and friendly. And you could, you know, he followed followed stuff, and he was Jesus. It's just I couldn't believe it. I mean, there's been a lot of unbelievable deaths here in the last year, but. Uh, this one was, this one to me was the biggest shock of them all. Yeah. I, I, 58. Know. Yeah, 58 family. He's got a son, you know, who might make it. with The Red, red, red Sox. Sox man. yeah. Uh, Pete Abram. Uh, Abraham, who's the Red Sox. Now he replaced uh, Cafardo, who died yeah. young too, as the uh, he's doing the Red Sox column now, the baseball column. And he wrote a good column on, on Pedro and his son last year. and He's in the Red Sox system and what a what a deal, man! And just uh, just out of nowhere, no hint. Uh, we we still don't know what uh, what killed them. But uh, anyway, yeah, died suddenly is not good. No, no, it must be uh, aneurysm, blood clot. You know, I, everybody says heart attack. But you're attack.
0: right that the last two years
2: or so uh, have just been brutal. Didn't I read that Minnesota had more deaths last year than any year in its history? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. With COVID, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, we have a bigger population too, but still, you know, we also have much better medicine than we had in 1920. Yep. When if you got the flu, you died. Yep. You know. It was a
1: 15% increase in mortality from 2019 to 20. Wow.
0: Yeah. We're not going so good here between deaths and carjackings and all that stuff. Mm. We're not
2: doing too well here these days. Well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's. uh, that is a, uh, yeah, that was a shocker for me, Pedro. I liked him a lot. I, that, I think I uh, ended up sitting, I don't know why, usually it was alphabetical, but then sometimes in the pre, in the World Series they would, but, you know, and then you'd move through the years, and so I I spent, I usually sat next to guys from Milwaukee and uh-huh. at the World Series, but a couple of years I ended up next to Pedro. I don't know, because he was, uh, also if the newspapers were sending multiples, <laughs> you know, which they, they did they, back they, in the day. They, the beat writer would go in the main box, and then you'd be out in the ox, and and like Pedro, when he was doing it back then, was a columnist.
0: Think about that: multiple writers being Going assigned to, by the newspapers to World, to World, World Series, Series
2: or Super Bowls. Did I tell you this last week? I probably did. I had somebody who covered baseball thirty years ago call me and say, "Should I apply for that job?" You know, he says, "I always kind of felt like that's how I'd like to end my career, writing." Oh, right. Right. okay, yeah. writing about baseball. Did I tell We're you that. Did I tell you that last week. I don't think so. And I said, uh, "Yeah, baseball was fun to write when you could go in the clubhouse." <laughs> Your column on Sunday, yeah. And the game would end, and you know, you, you, the game would start at seven oh five and end at nine thirty five, and. You could send in here early and go downstairs and spend a half hour, 40 minutes working and rush upstairs and make the 1130 standing up. And now you're not going to get in the clubhouse. And if you do, it's going to be for a half hour and they're going to be hiding. And you never get to write anything interesting. You never get to. You never get to go downstairs, get the vibe, find the non, find that one thing that you want to, that might be a little different than everybody else is writing. Mm -hmm. Find that one thing. I remember writing a whole column about Dave Howland sliding into second base, you know, and stuff like that, and talking to three, four different people about breaking up a double play. And I mean, there's more examples, but you can go down, you can get to the ballpark without an idea. Mm-hmm. And have it, and and your idea being, I'm going to write what happens. Can't do that anymore. You don't have time. You don't have time. I mean, you, I mean, you can do it for online and file at two in the morning if you want to. But right. my, my theory is, you know, you should write it with some urgency. You know, that uh, a, a gamer, a, a column off a gamer. I said. It has nothing to do with what you used to cover it's 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 just a pain in the ass now it's just a it's the worst well your takedown of baseball on Sunday was absolutely correct yeah i uh I was surprised how harsh it got as I progressed <laughs> you know i you know I finally said, well listen my you know, I'm not suggesting that analytics don't work i'm not that's analytics work and it creates efficiencies and all that crap but it has increased the the unwatchability of baseball twofold at least it is it has ruined the game from a watching the game point it's not you know, fine. You can say I can get this pitcher and tell him to throw nothing but sliders and never throw a cookie in the middle. So if it's two two, throw a breaking ball. Don't throw a fastball. Get the three two. That's fine. I can tell him that. And don't worry. If you falter a little uh, with the start of the third time through the order, we're gonna go get you. Don't worry about it. We got six guys waiting to come in. And that might be efficient, and that might be analytics. But and the shift and everything that. It's great. It works if that's what you want, but you've ruined the game. It can't, I mean, I, I, as I said, 75% of the baseball games I watch now, I feel like I'm being suffocated. It's just like, mm-hmm. God, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times, not last year, because there was only 60 of them, but 2019, when it'd be the third inning and they'd already be an hour in, I'd go watch a Netflix movie and come back and it'd be the seventh. And that's the problem. You know, yep. it's, it's, I mean, I might I'd look at my phone, and see what the score was, but I can't, when, when I, when I'm a guy who can't watch baseball anymore, you got problems because it, to me, it's been baseball and everything else, right. All my whole career. And it's, you know they they have no idea what they're creating here that i mean they're gonna, where's it going to be in 5 years i don't think they
0: know how to stop it my my only hope is that theo actually joining the commissioner's office mm-hmm. be, because he he knows what's ruining it that he can help for lack of a better term, undo some of it.
2: Yes, which he probably created more of than anybody. But he's got the formula smart. maybe to undo he's some of this. He's a smart guy because they kind of got away from, I mean, the Cubbies were, I remember talking to Bushy. I don't know if he's still got a job there now or Bush, but uh, he was uh, one of the assistant general managers after they won the World Series. And uh, analytics and the whole thing, he said, he said, Theo's looking for a he doesn't he knows there's too many smart guys for you to be way smarter than anybody. He wants to he wants us to be two percent smarter than other organizations, you know. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being fifty fifty, fifty two forty eight. But uh you know, I don't know. I I am I am fretting the twins approach, which is Hit the ball over the fence. When you look at who they're drafting, you look at what they're doing. I'm wondering; these guys are all in on home runs, and I'm wondering how long that's going to be the whole game. You know, is that going to be the is that going to be the whole game forever and ever? I don't think so. No, I don't either. I think that it's not fun to watch. No, that's it the isn't. problem. No, it isn't. And when you make the home run routine, you know it's. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, three run homer in the eighth inning. Fine, great. But uh, in the moment. Yeah. But it's uh, getting there. Yes. Is painful. Yes. Getting there. Getting to the three home run is painful. Three run homer is painful Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, some guy's going to get a walk and some guy's going to strike out. And both of those things are going to take six pitches. Yes. And then. Maybe somebody will dribble a ball to somewhere through the shift accidentally. And then the next guy's going to strike out, and that's going to take six pitches. And you've been there. The inning's been going on for 20 minutes when you finally get the three-run homer. Yes. You know?
0: And you're it's, sort of daydreaming by then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, They got
0: issues, man. The Red Sox and Yankees used to play those games, but it was basically them.
2: Right. Yeah. Yes. right. It was them. Yeah. The Dave so Roberts. The they'd Dave go three
0: thirty and to be like, yeah. that's the Red Sox yeah. and Yankees. Yeah. Now it's everybody. Yeah. It is. It is.
2: I mean, the greatest game that's been played at uh, Target Field in the last in the in this era of home run ball that the Twins started was a game with the Yankees. Fifteen, fourteen, was that it? Hicks made the catch Hicks, at the end of. Hicks right? made the catch at the yeah. end of it. Ended at 12.05 a.m. Yes. You know, and played nine innings. It wasn't extra innings. I think it was extras, but extra, it took for re- t- but it took forever. Yeah. yeah, I was there with my Croatian friends. Oh, well, I'm sure they were excited. In the stands. They loved it. The kids, because they're kids, you know. For how the two long? two kids yeah. and their mom. But their mom and I were saying, you know. <laughs> Time to go? Let's go. It's 11. Yeah. You know, we've been here four hours, you know. No, this is great. And I said, you're dragging out of there at 1230 in the morning, though. Who's going to do
0: that? And then the problem is they play the next night.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So can you really get that excited for another three three-and-a-half-hour
2: game? That's the point. So I didn't think they'd have the guts, but apparently all doubleheaders are going to be seven innings, including splitties. Yeah. Uh, I saw that they're going back to that. Yes, and they're going to play seven. So if I seven. if yeah. I got a t- if I get rained yeah. out on Friday, yep. Yeah. And you decide to play at noon and six, you're going to give me a seven inning game. That's exactly what's going to happen. Correct. I want my money
0: back. Well, or you want a, just a nice discount on Season that ticket. ticket? Yeah, yeah. Well, here,
1: here's what I want to know: What are the beer sales going to be like? Yeah, if they it, do have fa- like, are you cutting that off after five? That's a
2: Disastrous idea. Yeah, I don't know no, what they did last you year. Gotta, uh, you got oh, to, you no. got to say yeah, uh, you person. can stay and drink for an hour after the game's over. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. I mean, you know, sometimes you're going to get two forty anyway. right? They've got to come up with something though to not well not have split double headers. That's what they come up with. You play them back to back. You don't need a well.
0: Uh, I, I guess if you can gouge fans, yeah. It well, they want, make, but they don't want to yeah. give
2: season ticket holders back their money. That's why the split doubleheader, it used to be invented when Calvin invented it for getting two gates. Yes. But now the reason you have it is you don't want to give season ticket holders back their money. Yeah. Because you charge them for 81. Yep. You know, maybe what you should do is charge them for 75 and say, you know, if if I buy a season ticket, I pay the price for 75 games and, uh, you know. And and some of those might be seven inning double headers.
0: Sorry. So we're we're gonna have splits. We're gonna have guys on second to start the tenth. We're not gonna have the DH in the National League at least in 2021, correct?
2: And the play and the owners want it, and the players don't because the owners are holding that back as a bargaining chip, correct? Right? Yeah. Even though the players want it, because the obviously the DH is going to make more money than the 14th pitcher. Well, yeah, I I believe.
0: What they told them is, is we'll give you the DH in both leagues if you give us expanded playoffs. And the players said, no, we're not making that trade. Yeah, because they want to. And so now yeah. it's when they give a, When
2: they give away expanding playoffs, they want more money. And I think the they were going to go with,
0: I think the expanded playoffs for this year were going to be 14 instead of yeah, the 16. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And now gonna it's going to be back down to what it was before Good. last season. Good. No, Make the regular players. season mean something. What are you going to do? When one of these teams becomes the Minnesota Wild and doesn't play for two weeks, I yeah, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, apparently they're going to have those uh, little contract tracing wristbands. Yeah, but who the cares? wearable devices to to try to help, and then there, and there's also apparently going to be ramifications for play, like significant you, suspensions and fines for breaking protocols.
2: Well, but they've tried that before. They're, True,
1: no, absolutely. So why do
2: we think our Wild did all get sick?
0: Uh, I think Felino got not sick, but I think the problem is the the problem is this hockey. God bless him. So Felino
2: for all he knows, Folino is got lay, laying on the ice next to somebody who's yeah. But I think
0: I think the problem is Felino got sick, and instead of basically saying let's shut down immediately and see wh- where it leads, they gave tests, and, and of course for a day or two, yeah, nobody exactly, yeah. and and. So the Flyers played on Sunday on an NBC game. One guy had it. Tonight, they're canceled because they're not canceling it. What they should do is if a guy gets it, they should not play it that day and then try and stop it from there. Yeah, well, it's... Uh... And the Wild didn't stop it, and now it's go- it's run rampant right through the entire team.
1: Yeah, Philly and Washington just got postponed today, <laughs> yeah. too. Yep. Like, it's bad.
2: You know, <laughs> as I said last week... The bubbles seem to be effective in retrospect. Yep. Because yes. last year, did they not play in Edmonton and Toronto without a positive? That's correct. And the NBA, NBA played, the in, the, played in the played Orlando without a positive. Yes. But the NBA hasn't gotten beat. Now it's probably easier to trace the NBA with a smaller group of people. But although the NBA roster has now got seventeen hot. Seventeen players and twenty-five coaches. Hockey is so ripe for transmission. Totally,
0: they had the mumps. No one gets the mumps. No, that's right. They had a mumps outbreak. It's ridiculous. They get
2: the skin disease all the time too, right? Whatever the hell that thing. What Tommy Reed had. Yeah, but
0: I mean, this is ridiculous. And and the other thing too is they're going to have to get past. Everybody plays fifty-six games. I don't know how, and I don't care how, but are you really? Are you now going to cram in the remaining
2: games? To these teams. It makes no sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, the, the Wild is going to have to play, uh, what, five games in seven days. Well, I heard uh, the Grimster talking last night about about Nebraska. Yeah. You know, Nebraska missed two weeks. So they played Saturday at home. Last night here, they moved their schedule around. They got five games in eight days. Yeah, they're playing Friday night And, and different, but they're flying them around. You know, and then they that does not include the makeup game with the gophers, yeah, who really want to play that makeup game. <laughs> the gophers would probably tell them, Yeah, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll walk to Lincoln, we'll play outside of yeah. the park in Minneapolis. That's <laughs> yes, right, anywhere, yeah, outdoors, any place. We don't care. We went, by the way, here's the most distressing stat they were five for 26. But 17 of these bricklayers were shooting threes. 17 out of the 26 shots were threes. What are they doing? The they stink. They can't <laughs> shoot. They got Carr when he heats up can make a shot once wow. in a while. That Brandon Johnson had one good game shooting threes. They end up eight for 36. And yet Nebraska's so incredibly horse crap. They still beat them by what, 18? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nebraska's awful. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. But what? How many times does
0: Patino have to tell these guys don't shoot threes? They well, can't make them.
2: Well, yes. Has he told them
0: that? Yes. There's been times he said, these are your well, shots. do sit them down. Yeah. Just sit them down. And Carr's fine when he is being a teammate. <laughs>
2: But when uh, Carr gets it in his hands, well, last night he said, "Okay, this leads down to nine. I'm going to come back in and win this game because yeah. he's three times better than anybody in Nebraska." Well, he had four fouls at the time too. You think the mayor will go back to Iowa State? It's you know, open because it will be open. They're going to fire that idiot. Oh, are, are they going to fire oh, they're that terrible? Guy? They're winless. Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I've not uh, been following. Last I looked, they're wingless, winless State. in the Big Twelve. They're been terrible. following Drake, but not. Drake got beat finally by Valpo. I guess they're, as I said, their dreams of an unbeaten national championship have been shattered. <laughs> and Valpo is
0: awful. Um, yeah, he might go back. I mean, this is a losing proposition no. here with Nebraska. Tim Miles is looking like John Wooden. You know by what? Comparison. Fred Hoiberg was born to coach the Cyclones.
2: Yeah, probably. Just don't fight it. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's probably true. Yeah, because they're uh, they love him there. Yeah, they'll always up or down. Just go coach them for the next twenty five years and be done. You know
2: what the major problem with college basketball is? Too damn many teams. Yes. let's go in there and say, hey. Yes. Bethune? no nah, Well, you can't do that to Bethune Cookman. But <laughs> you know, you go in there. Some of these North Carolina has like eighteen Division One schools. Yes. Go tell them, no, you're not. You're not Division. We're going to do Power Five, Big East, mm-hmm. and you know, the hell with you. We want to have the darling for the tournament who win one out of 30 games, you know. The problem off off
0: your point is because of that the talent is spread far too thin. I want oh, yeah. good, I want good teams again. Yes, I don't want you going to that school and you going to that. I don't want that.
2: Great stat though. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, and Michigan State, first time since 1961 none of them in the top 25. Really? Now, back then it was top twenty, I think. Yeah. And, yes, but, but none of them rated at the same time for the first time in in nineteen sixty one. North Carolina and Duke played on Saturday, and nobody cared. Yeah,
0: who won? North Carolina won, and then they went out and partied without oh, masks, that's right. and so they had to cancel the game oh, last right. night against that's Miami right. because the student paper for- printed a piece, printed a piece that had a picture of like two guys unmasked.
2: Oh, god. Unbelievable! I'm shocked you college kids would do hey, this. I gotta tell you this, Declan. You been in any high school <laughs> basketball games?
1: Oh, not in not in the last five years or so. Oh, okay, I, probably, I, probably, I went back to my. I don't know modern.
2: how it is in hockey. I haven't been, but, but I've seen three high school basketball games, and you really, you really get used to seeing them with the bass. You don't, you know, a lot of them pull it down over the off the, the nose, off. But you don't, you don't notice it. So mm-hmm. it's not in hockey in basketball, at least it's not the problem that. People thought it was going to be, uh, you know. I've, you know, I to me. I mean, I've, I've talked to a couple. Of, they're not complaining that much. They've, it was annoying at first, but you don't, you don't really notice it. Now, they can all. They all got the mini masks. You know. now. Uh, now the Schilling boys were the referees, and they had big masks. But uh, oh, they're they're roughing up the elves. Two of the Ellsworth were <laughs> oh, they're great. First, really, uh, yeah, they're the oldest and the youngest. The one in the middle is coaching basketball, some another North Carolina or someplace, but they're uh, the pandemic basketball—it's great because there's you know 110 people. And they teed some kid up right off the bat, you know, because he was gave him some lip. <laughs> But these guys are young and ambitious and know the game and go up and down the court. They aren't these old 65 year old who, when they don't know what to do, they call traveling. Yep. You know, they make the actual call. But some guy from Mountain Lake, I was in Fulda, some guy from Mountain Lake is barking at him. And, you know, just a fan in the stands. And normally, you'd have a 1,000 people in the gym. And, and the young Schilling turns around and says, uh, you want to watch the rest of this game? And the guy, he says, you want, to, you want to be here for the rest of this game? And the guy, I don't know what he said, because it was down the other end of the court. And he says, well, you just let me know. You just let me know. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. You know? Really? But it was like conversant. He wasn't yelling at him. It was like me talking to you. You know? Wow. You want to? You want to be here for the rest of this game? And they Silence and all, you know, and this because I'm sure this guy's been going to games for 40 years and ragging the officials. And he said, "You just let me know." Good <laughs> I, for thought them. It, I thought it was great. And boom, i was A nice hit. small <laughs> gathering. And you because can... they, you know, it's like every place else, they're letting parents and you know each kid gets two tickets and stuff. Sure. All I think they're kind of generous in that, but sure. But uh, it was it was pretty good. It's nice to see officials that move up and down the court. <laughs> I was at the game. I was at an Ordo game. There was a there was a veteran official who he liked that timeline, man. <laughs>
0: he give you the oh, did he give yeah, you the count? No, no,
2: no, no. no. He give you the short trot. You know, when he was when he was an official in the back, he was really in the back. Oh, okay. and then he he was he was. Uh, he was keeping the steps down on the step counter, you know. But those guys, if you're an official now, you can official hockey, basketball, anything. There's more jobs than you know what to do with because people don't want oh, them. Well, they, they don't have any officials. They don't. They're, they're. It's in a crisis. This this fall, they had football games canceled because officials, no officials, Did not know that. Yeah, but it's a thankless job. Now, well, yeah, but it's. Uh, I don't know. What's the pay? I'm probably a hundred and a quarter. I don't huh? know. So the two shilling the, the shilling guys kids, who by the way own two thousand acres and an eighteen thousand pigs, they got a, a hog farm, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but they you know they go five games a week if they want to they four three four he said they get call I went and talked to him and he said they get calls from like fifty miles away and they said yeah we don't have to drive that far <laughs> you know because they're uh, they're, uh, you know, because their officials are so in demand. And with the pandemic and the shortened schedule, everybody's playing on odd nights. You know, it's not Tuesday, Friday like right. it used to be. They're playing all week long. So. Right. So anyway, that's that was okay. It would but, not be worth the aggravation, I don't think, though, half the time. It's funny. I'm trying to do this piece on how these tiny towns survive by melding their teams together. I mean, Fold and Ocabina are 23 miles apart, and they're they're a cooperative athletic program. They each have tiny high schools. But, uh, I kept saying, are you going to play because of the cold, you know? And, yeah, hell yes. And it was 15 below, and, well, what the hell? Who cares? It's the prairie. Good man. for them. <laughs> it's the prairie. Let's go here. Yeah. You know, cars start, and, you know, cars are start. And, you know, I remember those, uh, those wonder, those days when we wondered if the car was going to start when oh, it yeah. get really cold, man. Oh yeah, I remember being in Duluth way back when. Big Gopher bet, hockey game on Friday night, and uh, who the hell was playing? I was still in St. Paul, so it was '88 or before, and it was so it was 110 windshield, and they were playing, mm-hmm. and we all went outside, including me. After the second period, to let our cars run, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, go out and let them run for like. So the whole crowd left and went out, and, the, and they had a big old. They didn't have a ramp then; they just had a big old parking lot, and the, you know, everybody's out there for twelve minutes and came back in. You know, I
0: think they changed a while back how how they gauge wind chill. If I'm not mistaken, because I remember when I was a kid, they would come up with these oh, incredible numbers. You know, ninety five below. And now you don't see... I think they changed the... <laughs> but I, I, I don't
2: know. It was system. 110 might have been a little robust. But, Maybe not Duluth. But I drove home that night. And you get on that road, you know, when you get up the hill and you get out there and there's not many towns. And you're just... Once you get past that Cloquet stuff and and, man, and you're thinking... Man, I hope this thing don't break down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell de- yeah. I'll be dead in 20 minutes. Yep. You know, it's the AAA thing. can't get here in time <laughs> for that. No, man. And no cell phones, by the way. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Hey, I was looking something up. There's something else. Mark Hall, uh, go for basketball. Remember? Uh-huh. Probably better than Tucker and Mitchell as a college player. Just fantastic. He was Ray Williams light, you know, just great athlete. But they threw him out of, they basically threw him out of school, Nineteen eighty first senior year. That right. team that won the Big Ten championship would have had him. Yep, I, I remember this. And it was because of, full, well, first of all, they couldn't <laughs> get him into a college, right? They couldn't get him out of general college. Okay. Like, you know, back in that stupid thing, you know, hey, let's go. It's impossible to flunk out now. Mm-hmm. Right. They hand carry these guys and then they tell us they got a three point eight. Mm-hmm. If there's if they're breathing, dream. if are yes, I mean, everybody, you don't flunk out. I think the last guy to flunk out was Al Nolan and a legend, legend being he never went to a class for a, a, a whole semester. Or shouldn't have mattered, But no, it shouldn't. And it doesn't anymore. Yep. I mean, it doesn't. Nobody's ineligible and everybody gets it. That's every college, though, because they're they're charging so much now. They don't want the parents to get mad. They want them to keep writing out the check, and then, the, you know, the athletes. They want they want the athletes eligible. But Hall got thrown out, basically, because he was using university phones. He'd go into, he'd be walking through the athletic office. He, he was addicted to phones. And he'd call, he'd get on, a, you know, he'd get on somebody's phone, dial out, you know, whatever, coach or anybody. And did, didn't he have the card, too? The phone card he got, number? Yeah, he he, he that's what he did. That's he what got, it was. he was. The got, card. He got the universities. There used got, to be a card for this. That's got, what I love. He got the basketball office's card number. I used to have that card I did too. Distance. I'm saying right now. Well, he got a hold of that and he ran up a $900 bill. He had no money. Yeah. Which he should have been getting paid under the table, first of all. (laughs) And and they basically, you know, he ended up, they took him to court. You know, the university took him to court and finally left school in February. If. They had cell phones then. The Gophers might have won the national championship <laughs> with that team. Yeah, yeah, with Mitchell, because then they would have had the, the three guards. But talking. you're right. How
0: ridiculous is that? Yeah, that, yeah, it that is. you just didn't pay
2: the damn yeah, bill right. for them yeah, and Jesus. say, "Here's a thousand bucks." Call up Wooger and say, "Hey, give me that guy with the hat." You know, let's get this football bill. Let's get this football boy, I tell you, Wooger, this is why I love Wooger. I run into him at the Metrodome. <laughs> Before a Viking playoff game, <laughs> and he's walking around, and he says, "This is Phil, whatever's Phil." He said he's the guy that gave me the money for the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Wugler more after I found out he cheated. <laughs> yeah, but
0: gently. Gentle. Oh, yeah. Gentle. No, Je- still. He gave it an effort. Yeah, right. He did. did Didn't he leave the hat with the cash from McAlpine below the desk or something? Yeah, something like that. Can we go pick up it. the hat?
2: That was a South St. Paul move right then. Uh, that was a that was a Jake Woog bar move. Find the you know, the hey, I left my I left my wallet in the in the in the bar this morning, uh you know, put it you know okay it'll be under the baseball hat on the counter you know i've got a buddy bob who has three new year's resolutions every year and truth be told he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals he's not alone by the way only 10 percent of us do accomplish our new year's resolutions. then it hit me bob should call the canopy group why bob wants to read more and i'm not going to be able to read to him bob wants to lose 20 pounds and i'm sure not the guy to help him with that but i can help him with his third resolution and that is to save money. How's he going to do that? By handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. There's 16 companies assure Bob's success not only just this year but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeed in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you Bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com.
0: God, but you're right, the phone card scandal. Think about that, The phone card scandal.
2: I am... You know the pandemic has created this need to go looking for stuff. Yep, and it really irritates me about the thousands of pieces I left on the table because thinking that you had to go to a game and you know the the, the thousand like Wooger. And the bus, not, never taking the bus to Houghton, Michigan, mm-hmm. with the Gopher hockey team, mm-hmm. and being on the bus where uh, Bonin and uh, and who was uh, and Crowley used to bring a twelve pack on for Jake Woog, so he could you know Jake and Wanda his, Wooger's parents would go on the trip, and Jake could sit in the back next to the latrine and and. And the players that have beer, the seniors that have beer in the back, and Crowley and Bonin used to always give get Jake a twelve pack, and and you know just the the whole atmosphere of Gopher hockey then.
0: Oh God, you no. know
2: because they, you know, I've I think uh, where did I hear this? I think was this was I, I did a piece on Wooger when he was uh, they named in the state arena, arena for him, and he was you know he's getting a little. Alzheimer, but not not terrible. But he was his daughter was driving him then because they didn't want him to. Mm-hmm. But we sat out and had an hour and a half talk, and it was, and he was telling me about Jake and Juan, and his dad never ran the bar. Wanted him to be down there at at like six a.m. or eight a.m. when they could open because the they were working three shifts at the stockyards, and the guys would all get off the night shift and come in at eight a.m. and have a snit and a uh a snit and a shot, a shot of whiskey and a snit of beer, a little thing of beer, and they you know, that's when they did a lot of their business at 8 a.m. before the guys went home. <laughs> and uh but Wanda was hardcore. Yep. And uh somebody told me the story. I think it was maybe Leo Crowley, I'm mean, Mike's dad or somebody that uh they were up in Houghton once, and <laughs> or maybe Wooger told me the story and you know they win some game in Michigan. This is when they were winning eighty-five percent of their games, and they win the game on Friday night. And he walks in, and they, you know, all the parents had came up. Oh, Bonnie Hankinson told me the story. Uh, they they would, you know, they'd all be up in Wooger's room drinking beer, and you know, and Wooger showed up late because he was a. They'd head for Wooger's suite in Holton, which was probably as big as his studio. Yep, and. Wooger walks in and Wanda says, Woog, you better change that first line as this team isn't going anywhere. <laughs> oh, how great would have been in that hotel room to I don't have think w- that would happen today, do you? No. no. How great would have been? tell Lucia that? How great would have been in that hotel room Pat, did, have...
1: did I tell you my Wooger story with my old man in a, in a hotel room in Mankato one time? No. So my dad and uncle went down for a Mankato series. I think this was probably like early '90s. I I was a, probably a toddler at the time. So my dad and uncle go down there for the Friday night game. They go to the game. The Gophers Gophers get their butts kicked. I believe they lost like six nothing. So they go back to the hotel. They're at the hotel bar, and then the <laughs> bar closes up. And they they both mention to each other. My dad and uncle say that, oh, you know, at least uh, Oops. at least we got more uh, we got more beer in the room as they're walking back to the lobby. Yep. And then all of a sudden, a guy who has a newspaper out in the lobby puts his newspaper in down and just goes, "You guys got beer? <laughs> it's the Wooger. It's the Wooger. Oh, is that right? It's, it's the Wooger. So they go back up. They start drinking beers with the Wooger, and I'm sure all the other assistant coaches. And it gets to the point at the end of the night where Wooger asks my dad and uncle, "Well, boys, what do you think of the game tonight? Why, why couldn't we win?" And my dad goes, "Well, you know, Wooger, I, I think the other, I think the boys on Mankato were a little bit bigger and a little bit faster." So they go home after Saturday. They don't do the Saturday game. They go, they're back up here in the cities. They're hungover as all hell watching the Saturday night game. The Gophers get waxed again by Mankato. On the post game. Wooger says, you know, I think the other boys were just a little bit bigger and a
2: little bit faster. <laughs> God bless them. That's probably the only time in, in the first 20 years that Mankato swept the Gophers. Probably. You know, yeah. So. That must have been Judding's one good team that uh, they had down there. I went down and talked to Judding when he had that one good team, and he'd been doing it for about ten years. Is not maybe not in the same league, but said he had never offered a scholarship to a player who the Gophers also offered a scholarship to and got him.
0: Oh, I believe that never, back then, never, for sure, yeah, never,
2: never. So yeah. Anyway. But there's there's a million of those sitting out there that just, hey, that's a great story. Well, go write about it then, you <laughs> big dummy, instead of go to a ball game and write something.
0: He was such a character. He and oh. Sonmore and that whole group of oh. hockey people were the greatest characters. As
2: I say, I don't love hockey, but I love old-time hockey yes. guys. They now, are
0: the greatest characters. I mean, I
2: called Louie uh, to ask him about Jake McCoy. Uh for Saturday, Saturday. Yep. Jake McCoy was his defensive pair partner yeah. when uh, when uh, Woogie won. I mean, when Nanny won the scoring title as a defenseman <laughs> with the Gophers in uh, '62-'63, and Jake was the Jake was a talented guy. He played on the '64 Olympic team, but Marouche told him, you got. You stay back there and make up for Louis' mistakes when he goes charging yeah, stay down. Stay home, defenseman. Now the legend Jake also passed around, which I didn't bring up to Louie, is. Louis also led the league in hopping off the boards after they scored. <laughs> oh to get a, <laughs> Hop over the boards and kinda of, by kinda of looking like when they were looking around to see who was the defenseman who uh Louis tried to, <laughs> Louis was on the ice getting a few getting a few assists here and there. I would never accuse Louis. No, never like Louis that. would never do that. He does not seem like that kind of guy. No, no. No, <laughs> no he would never try and get an extra point or two. <laughs> no, never do that. So yeah, the old, as I, you know, I've talked about how when I stopped covering Super Bowls when I came to Minneapolis, I'd, you know, maybe every other year I'd go up to the range for that week and just because they didn't want, you know, do any and put stuff in my notebook and 90% of it was old hockey guys, you know, oh, yeah. telling stories, you know. Yeah,
0: I remember fantastic. Doing a, I
2: remember doing a piece on Tom Grillo, who was Chuck Grillo's dad, mm-hmm. ran the, Ran the rink up on top of the hill, the outdoor rink up on top of the hill in Hibbing for like fifty years, and ran it with a iron fist too, man. But you know, they all the, all the hockey players loved him because sure. this crusty old guy and he had the stove going and the whole. Those thing. guys didn't mess around. No, but you know that was a big deal. I mean, on Saturday afternoon they had like two rinks up there and they have a hundred kids up. You yep. know, they have and these are hockey rinks. You know, they're not out just out skating around here. Your, uh, you know. So, anyhow, yeah. So you, oh, you well, went I and found.
0: Um, um. Who, wh- what was your Sunday column? Waller, Barry, Waller. Found Barry Waller, you not from Barry Waller.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about. It. I would look to see when's the last time we done anything big on him. <laughs> he used to be he, his name used to be in the oh, yeah. old sports section oh, all the time. And there were a lot of stories about him, but we hadn't done uh, like a, what's he up to. I think Sid
0: had like a 5 a year run in jottings where yeah. we got a Barry Waller update.
2: Yeah, well he had the he had the great life, you know, as far as he never made it, but I'd forgotten he was a replacement. Yeah, even though I've, I do remember we were writing about him, but he was, uh, you know, and he unapologetic. He said, "I knew we were never going to." I loved his quote, to... though.
0: Why not? So we can <laughs> yeah, some se- months in Florida, seven
2: weeks in Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah, why that's not? Right. So uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I could have written another fifty. I didn't really bio his career as much as I should have or could have. But so he's coaching basketball now, Orno. Yeah, Orno been there fourteen years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he, he won one state title, and he. Uh, the Colfax story was great. Yeah, right. (laughs) You're going to need to use that. Yeah, he says, Sandy, when do you, you know, gets up the gumption to say, Sandy, when did you you use your changeup? You know, and Sandy says, I never really needed to, but you (laughs) will. And he was a lefty, you know, so getting needled by the greatest lefty who ever lived had to be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If if you have the right attitude, (laughs) that's that's, for sure. It was a great line, though. All right. Hey, uh, we ought to uh, tell people about our loyal sponsor. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports. In Forest Lake, take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N Motorsports.com. And tell Tim you heard it on Racey Unchained. And before we sign off here, Judd, how about Tibbs bringing in Derrick Rose, damn it? Uh, that's my favorite of sports event of the year, isn't Never it? Never saw it coming. Never <laughs> no. saw Derrick Rose Taj. being reunited. He's got Taj and uh, Noah's knees are being checked even as we speak, right? Unbelievable. It's... <laughs> I, I, did. He, he never made any vows. Of, I don't think they challenged him about minutes and Bulls veterans and stuff in New York like we did. They here, love
0: right? him in New York. Are you? I told yeah. you, Frank Isola thinks he's the yeah. greatest thing. He can walk Somebody, on water.
2: Uh, Johnny K told me he and Isola are old buddies from way back, though. So he's uh,
0: how he, close are, are we to at least a Luell Dang rumor?
2: Oh, that's true. What's Lou? Where is Lou? How I don't think he's he? playing. I don't think he's, don't think like... he's playing now. But he could always bring well, him back to put him and in just a... sit on the yeah. bench, sit on the bench, and then in case that's what you'd hear, right? In case he gets two guys sick, he can come and play. All of a sudden, he can go zero, 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 21, zero, zero, zero. 21 You selling him short. Yeah, <laughs> I had. In fact, I read forty two. I read a thing from him about. I read a thing about from him or saying. You know, he was the old, you know, we have a rotation and you might not be in the rotation, but, uh, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to get your chance in the rotation. So he just wants those five guys, those three or four guys every night who play zero and do that for two weeks. Yep. Just to be ready in case. But you should just know when you show up in the arena. You're not going to (laughs) play. Oh, yeah. But he has been playing 10. When he had a couple of guys hurt, he was playing eight. But he has been playing 10 to some degree. Guys will eventually drop, but until then, they're going to love him. The other day, though, they took like 24 threes in the first half or something. Really? Yeah. It's like he's, he's allowing the three to take place. But I saw some highlights and a bunch of them were the corner. You know, he's... yeah. He takes credit for inventing the corner three down there because it's a a shorter shot. Yes. So it's not a radical change in his approach of just throwing it up. How do you think he and D'Lo would get along? Oh, (laughs) not well. No, D'Lo.
0: Not well. D'Lo. I don't think he he would have enjoyed playing for Tibbs when he does play. I told you
2: this. uh, I heard this. Ad last night, I was driving up and I was listening to a little wolves, a little gophers, and trying to get them on scratchy, you know, old time phones because neither of them was on satellite. I mean, old time stations. And uh, they were running an ad in the wolves broadcast, and I think it was Gerson. It sounded like Gerson. Mm-hmm. Basically building up this invasion of the Clippers. Like it was the Lakers coming here for Game f- the one of the NBA Finals in two thousand. Just to watch it on Fox Sports. Oh Talk. yeah, watch it on FSN, and we're oh. gonna the grit, and the, you're gonna see our grit and all that stuff. And I'm saying, what the hell are you talking about? You gave up eighty three in the first half the other day to a team. My- to a team that had eight guys out with COVID.
0: My poor guy, Dave Benz, if he has to say, and the Wolves have it within 16 one more time.
2: <laughs> they got it down to 13. Yeah, well, you know who's great, Allen? Uh, oh, Horton's. Horton's great. I think
0: he's fantastic. Because he
2: said, you know, they cut it to five tonight, but they still got their blow- doors blowing off again. <laughs> yeah. the- Dave's not saying that. They no. got it to within sixteen. Yes. Can they make
0: a comeback, Jim Pete? <laughs> there's just silence from Jim <laughs> Nothing.
1: Hey, a little bit of breaking news as we uh end Ricey Unchained right now. Miko Koivu has announced his retirement from hockey.
0: Really? Yeah, he took one look at Torch. Yeah. He played for Torch for thirty seconds and yeah. said,
2: I ain't got I ain't got this in me no more. So he wasn't doing anything, huh? I wasn't. I mean, just he'd come back from COVID. He had yeah, COVID. Oh. He came back.
0: He probably played about four games, mm-hmm. but uh, Torts has so Torts benched Dubois, who, who then forced a trade to the Jets. And I think it was three or four games in Pat. He benched Lainey last night, the main yeah. return. Yeah, oh, Laney, he did yeah. bench He benched oh, he's, him too. He's insane. Well, he's coaching like he, he's uh, or Orville Tessier.
2: Yeah. Mahoney. He's Mike Keenan. Yeah. And that it's 2021. Work. That don't work, baby. That anyway. don't work. Uh, as this is great. The great sound more quote about uh, uh, Demir's. He's got a four-year contract and a two-year act. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's torts. That's torts. All right. All right. Talk See to you. Yeah. Bye. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugarcoated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no cost, no obligation, 48 minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608.